Hey, hey, and welcome Yo. to episode. Um, what comes after 19? It's Go. 20. Let's see. After 19 comes 20. 20! Right! Proper of the Death Cakes podcast. 20 episodes. Wow. My God. Wow. And not only is this the 20th episode, we're a month away from our anniversary. Our one year anniversary. Man, I, I think we've had this conversation. I know we've had it offline plenty of times. We probably have on the air a few times too. But I mean, ah, man, it's just hard to believe we've gone this far for so long. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I really, really thought we'd burn out of things to talk about after a while. But <laughs> we got a lot nope. of. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> Oh yeah, plenty, man. And plenty of stuff that we thought thought we'd actually get to within, you know, after we after we hit number ten, I thought there was gonna be more stuff that we get to, um, you know, within the next ten episodes, and we still haven't gotten to them. So I mean, you know, we've <laughs> yeah, more to come. Yeah, and speaking of more to come, we have a uh, yeah bit of an announcement. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. If you happen to see the uh, tweet on our Facebook page or Twitter we do have a big announcement drum roll please (laughs) (laughs) and we are officially announcing that episode 20 is the first episode of our new network no jibba jabba FM that's right folks (laughs) yes sir man look let me tell you something here's another thing we were talking, you know, within our first few episodes, we were talking about how we were like, we were hoping to get on the radar somewhere and get on somebody's network and do it that way. I didn't, I had no idea we'd be forming our own. Yeah. I, we didn't set out to do this podcast with that in mind, but yeah. here we are. And now you're sitting there thinking, how are you going to have your own network when you got one show? But aha. Nope, we don't. <laughs> yeah. We have We've got. Uh, uh, a couple of shows, actually. Uh. Yeah, and one you've already heard. We are actually going to um, spin off "I'm Minnie the Fool" into its own separate. It's still going. It's still going to be the same show. Still going to be a monthly podcast for us to talk about. You know what's new mm-hmm. and current. Um, we are going to sort of break the time format that we had. We used to keep those "I'm Minnie the Fools" at about 45, 50 minutes. But now that it's its own separate thing, sort of, we're gonna, you know, we can go longer if if we need to. Yeah, and um, as for the name of the show, I mean, we like it. You know, we don't yeah. change, even though it's technically not many souls anymore. I mean, yeah. Hey, gotta keep it, man. In in, in the spirit of our uh, our advisor. Yeah, I mean, we tried. I'm monthly the fool, but it just doesn't have the same ring. So, uh, uh, but that's not the only show we got coming on. So, I'll, nah, we don't. Illy, I'll let you take this one. Yes, this we've got uh, another show spinning off um, called um, Keepers of the Funk, which is going to be a hip hop show for the most part. We'll touch on you know other forms of music too, but uh, for the most part, it will be hip hop. Um, in particular, mid '90s, '94 specifically, the year 1994, um, which. You'll hear you'll you'll hear me elaborate a little bit more on that 
during the episode, and yes, you'll hear me because uh, I am on this show. Um, Jay, I'm sure you'll show. You, I'm sure you'll join us for a few episodes here and there whenever you. Uh, yes, you know, I'm, I, you I won't like. be a, a main collaborator on there. Who's on that show? Yeah, well, um, one you've heard before already. Um, I know we make a lot of mentions to uh, episode nine, which is the Wu Tang episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, Ghost, aka Rockmore, my cousin, he will be on that show. He and I are on that show together. We've got one more uh, person coming into the fold. He's not available right now at the time. You know, right now, what you guys are hearing this, he's uh, you know got some other stuff going on. So he'll catch up with us later. But um, Jay Mills, he's also going to be on that show. So really, it's a three-man show. At the, for the time being, it's a two-man show. And uh, I guess uh, that that will be uh, on its own feed eventually. But um, I'm thinking the first uh, the first couple episodes, we're just going to have them right here on the Death Cakes feed, just so that uh, you know, give you subscribers, long-time listeners, just you know, kind of first first crack at it listen to it you know just kind of create the awareness for it and then uh eventually it'll be on its own feed probably by uh episode three or four of it um full disclosure the first couple episodes were recorded uh months ago uh we started back in february and um they'll be they'll be more timely as we go along but you know right now we're just kind of testing the what we are just kind of testing the waters and kind of trying to find our voice with that before we put it up there so um yeah, uh, those were yeah. Like I said those were recorded one in February, one in March. Um, the episode three, which will be coming uh not too long after that, should be there pretty soon, and it's gonna be bi-weekly, just like Death Cakes. There will be there will there will probably be half episodes here and there, and um, ideally, what we're, I'm wanting to have happen is for that show to post um. You know, also this. So you have Death Cakes, and then you have you know our point five episodes for you guys who who uh, listen to us regularly. But during that point five week, there should also be a new episode of uh, Keepers of the Funk. Um, that's how I envision it happening. We'll see how that actually works out. But um, yeah, there'll be more uh, as we iron out things. You know, you'll I, I guess you'll see that as it uh, as it comes along. But uh, yeah, really excited to get this uh, to get you know to, to do that show and uh uh so is uh ghost and uh jay mills when he joins up with us but uh yeah really really looking forward to uh putting that out there for you guys yeah and i do want to say you know please excuse our mess while we are remodeling uh, this yeah, episode dust yeah this episode that you're listening to right now came out on saturday um not to date ourselves, but this actually is going to come out on the 26th, Saturday. Right. Um, this coming Monday, the 28th, we're actually going to take down Death Cakes episodes 1 through 5.5. Just yes. to make some room and clean up while we get... Uh, by the t- time you listen to this, we should have a domain name. Um, I won't give that now until everything's official. But we, we right. should ha- have a do- domain name and a uh, new website that everything will sort of... It, it'll it be the hub for everything else. Exactly. Um, so, like I said, we are going to take those five episodes down. If you haven't listened to, to them or you want to keep them, go ahead and download them now. you got the rest of the weekend. Uh, yeah. They will be back up in some form once we get some server issues figured out. 
Right, yeah. So for you guys who might be listening to this episode later, um, yeah, just so you know, those episodes, yeah. (laughs) And, uh, we know those, uh, if you happen to catch this in between time, uh, just know that those episodes will be back. We're just, you know, just trying to, uh, get everything moved over and set up. Yeah. And one other thing that I actually haven't discussed with you, but, uh, oh shit, we do have a YouTube channel that, uh, we have one video, uh, from episode five when we did the yes. commentary over the Give Me Five song. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it because that's a funny, was it like a minute and a half maybe? Something like that. Yeah, so go check that out. But in the meantime, I will actually be expanding that a little bit. I am going to start doing video reviews for uh, toys. All right. Whoa. And. No uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, DJ Clue. So be on the lookout for that. I'll just start doing uh, toy reviews. Some new, some nostalgic. Um, you know, just to have some more content out there. Because I've been wanting to do some, and this way I can show off my toy collection right. that I have been meaning to put pictures and stuff up of, and I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, man. You, you people got to see this stuff, man. Me, Jay, and I lived together for for a while, and uh, I, I, I've, I've seen some of this stuff firsthand, man. He's got some great stuff. Yeah. And some of that stuff I still don't even know about, so uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Yeah, I'll, I'll be tuning in, too. Yeah, so, I mean, that doesn't have a, an official name yet, so it may not have a name at all. But yeah. uh, anyway, that that's what's coming up with No Jibba Jabba FM. Yeah, and um, outside of that, um, you mentioned Saturday the 26th, which this episode ought to post by that day. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody, well, I guess by the time you hear this, people, you you know, it'll be too late, but uh, uh, family and I, we will be doing the color run in St. Louis. So, um, yeah, I would say, you know, hey, say hi if you see us, but, you know, we <laughs> you won't know about it, you know, by then anyway. So, but, yeah, that's, that ought to be pretty awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess if we've got all the news out of the way, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. So let's do it. I reminisce for a spell, or shall I say think back, 22 years ago to keep it on track. Yes, let's get back into our time machines and go back 22 years to, uh, I was 13 years old. Well, 1992. Take it back. Yep. 1992 so we are going to sort of expand on what we talked about in uh, episode 18 if you listen to that one when we talked about being a kid and growing up you know in this era we did focus a lot on the 80s really and just being a little kid and we wanted to talk about uh, being a teenager right 
Because that, that's a whole different experience than I think being a kid. Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, um, I want to say, you know, a, a lot of people, at least the, you know, the story usually goes, you know, this is when, you know, a lot of the angsty, you know, fighting back the parent, you know, when you, when you start uh, butting heads with your parents a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually backwards for me. I think I was a little more of a shithead when I, when I was younger, <laughs> you know, back talking and kind of being a smart ass. And uh, by the time I was like 14, 15, you know, I was actually pretty cool. You know, I think I got mine out of the way early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, let's get into it. What yeah, do you man. remember about the 90s? Uh, let's see. So, well, for me, that was uh, that would begin in 94. Uh lot of changes which uh, you will hear me talk about in um, the show that's coming up because that episode is already recorded in um, Keepers of the Funk but uh, yeah that was the year um, we finally got cable well actually my, my father had cable at his house but um, at my mom's house which is where I was living at the time um, we just gotten cable so you know exposed to MTV and rock music actually you guys heard me talk about that in uh, episode 4 too for those of you who heard episode 4 you mm-hmm. know um but also, uh, finally got BET, you know, so I can ch- I can watch Rap City and all those other shows that everybody was talking about, Video Soul and all that, uh, you know, because it w- and, and good thing because it it by that time you know the place we were living at, um, it didn't pick up the UHF signal very well to pick up uh, Channel Fifty Eight, the box. So if we didn't have cable, I'd just be shit out of luck with all my. Uh, hip-hop other than what was on the radio (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying but uh i mean uh that whole year um a lot of mtv a lot of nickelodeon um man no we like i said we moved we were living in a different uh part of town moved across town into uh west county for those who are local um you know what i'm talking about i came from u city and so living out there, totally different experience. Um, but uh, yeah, I can get into a little bit more of that, you know, as I, you know, uh, as you know, as I explain, you know, my mid to late teens. Mm-hmm. That you know, because at one point, you know, I went to go live with my father. After that, you know, it's because uh, you know a lot of things. But one 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 thing definitely was the the environment. You know, just wasn't my element, and I never really felt at home there. So coming back to my father who lives in the city, um, actually the same area that I'm actually living in right now, um, it made it a whole lot easier for me to still hang out with the people I knew from back in uh, my old neighborhood and just, you know, just being in, in, in the kind of urban environments that I was used to being in beforehand, you know? Right. Yeah. But, uh, man, let me see. What else What, what else happened in, in, in 94? But, I mean... God, I remember this is the time where I think, uh, I think I was just glued, just glued to my, uh, every night to my, uh, my boombox. I'd have an earphone in and just be listening with a blank tape, you know, with the pause button, re- you know, ready, oh, ready yeah. to let it go in case anything came on. I mean, I recorded tapes all day is, you know, whenever I was home and at night, you know, from six to, you know, nine, ten, you know, before six to ten i think six was more like you know that's it's still kind of like drive time um 
7 o'clock when Kevy Kev and Twas and Ted they took over which is you know the pump it a dump it man that's you know the old magic 108 days yeah the top 8 at 8 yeah the top 8 at 8 you know and um actually they also what was cool is those days uh I would used to always have a blank tape on hand for um those days when Kevy Kev would be off because then Toss and Ted and DJ Cut would take over and they wouldn't want to do Pump It a Dump It because they felt like they were stepping on Kevy Kev's toes and so they would just get in there and mix all you know for like two hours straight and so yeah. I would try to record the mix man and just have all that and that was I one wish thing. I still had those tapes yeah me too because they because it, it would ha- happen and you know that was before I really was completely conscious of the whole you know mixing and stuff and they they would put together you know an instrumental from one song and a beat from another and, and a you know lyrics from, from another and or, or they'd mash two songs together by the same art artist but mash them together mm-hmm. into you know one song and you know young naive me I thought it was all the same song so I'd go and get the <laughs> album like uh, album I remember it most was uh, uh, with Lords of the Underground, uh, Chief Rocka. Oh yeah, they they combined Chief Rocka and one other song uh, together, and so when I got the album, I was expecting to hear you know Chief Rocka, and then it you know cut into to this other song, and of course it didn't happen because it's two separate songs, but. I mean, right. I got tapes on tapes and just them mixing stuff together. You know, another thing when you were talking about um, radio, you know, hearing stuff on the radio versus the album, you know, and no, Native Tongues groups were notorious for this, but, you know, other people did it too, where they released a lot of singles to the radio, but the album version would be different. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be a different beat or, you know, so, it usually be a different beat or, like, sometimes the whole song would actually be totally different. And you'd be wondering, like, what the hell they do this for? And, you know, it's just, that's just how they did it back then. You know, they made, they switched stuff up, you know, f- for the radio play, you know, so it kind of get played at different hours of the day on the radio, but then the album version would be different. And so sometimes that was better and s- sometimes it wasn't. Like, you go and buy this tape and be like, what the fuck? What is this? Yeah. You know? But uh, and then uh, well, 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 sorry to cut you off. But then, see, then that's how they would get you because then you'd have to go and you have to go buy the uh, buy the uh, the cassette single or the CD single, as it were, if you had your CDs, if you were on CDs back then, and uh, you know, off the, they would have that version on it. Mm-hmm. So you have to go double dip, you know, have to go get it. So I had plenty of tapes, and then we have the single version right next to it, you know, because I had to have that version of the song and. You know, and, yeah. And, you know, with the, the whole uncut version, not the, but not the one I taped on the radio. Right. Yeah. And the one with the guest spot by whoever. You know. But yeah. uh, I mean, being a teenager in the '90s and being part of of you know Generation X or whatever you want to call it. You know, are we are we Generation X? I don't know. They 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 redefine whatever year or era that is all the time. I am. Like, okay. I, and you were born in eighty, right? Eighty one. Eighty one. I don't know. 
Fear 78, I'm 81. I don't know. They told me. I remember when I was younger, they told us we were Generation X, and they said we were, we were, the Echo Boom, or whatever the hell that is. And now they say we're we're the first millennials, or I don't know what. See, the hell I, we are. I thought millennials were the people born in the 90s. That's what I Anyone thought too. Anyone born but... from 90 to. Huh. Okay. Like I said, they redefine those boundaries all the time. I don't know what the hell we are. Yeah. Well, I'm a Gen Xer, so fuck you. Because <laughs> that's how Gen Xers are. With our yeah. flannel shirts and our Timberland boots. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, looking like um, like 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 uh, well, I guess for you younger listeners, it's like Thor in that scene from Denny's. But uh, to anybody who's our uh, contemporaries, you know, we're talking about Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, or Raven if you watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And I I mean just just being a kid in general. Okay, you've got you've got MTV which, you know, was I don't want to in the 80s, you know, they played a lot of rock and stuff and and they played, you know, some rap videos and stuff. But when the 90s came, it got edgier. You know, they had they had Beavis and Butthead. They had oh, um, man. they had that whole animation block with Ren and Stimpy and uh, Aeon Flux and the Max and the Head. You know, they got edgier. Oh shit! I forgot about the Max. They had the State, which was you know Gen X Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and for those of you guys who missed the State, oh man, it used to be on Netflix. It's not anymore. Um. If you remember Reno 911, a lot of those same people, that same crew, were, were from the state. Yeah, it, it was an improv group, and they had a TV show. Um, it got so popular to a point that CBS decided to take them from MTV and put them on, you know, CBS proper. I think it lasted two episodes before it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, but I mean, well, just being a, a teenager in general like you said you're really starting to sort of find yourself you know you're starting to sort of dress yourself so you're you know you're not wearing what mom and dad picked out you're wearing whatever the fashion of the time was so you're wearing so you're you're watching MTV and you're you're reading whatever magazine Rolling Stone or The Source or you know whatever you whatever music or scene you're into you wouldn't dress that way. Right. It was usually music for me. Yeah, me too. I, I was completely... You can't talk about me in the 90s without talking about music because I was yeah, completely influenced by... I mean, I had... I had, you know, closet full of cross colors. <laughs> you know, I had... I had... Always had at least two pair of Timberland boots. You know. I... I think I, I begged my parents I finally got a pair of Air Jordans once but they, they, they're so expensive that uh, they only they, they did it for my birthday once oh yeah and I I don't think I wore them that often because I didn't want to mess them up because <laughs> my parents kept reminding me of how expensive they were <laughs> yeah I bet uh, but uh, yeah I didn't become a shoe I mean, I'm still, I guess I wouldn't call myself a sneakerhead. 
today, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't concerned so much about shoes back then. As long as they were Reeboks, because those were just the most comfortable shoes I ever had. You know, everybody was in the Nikes in the 90s, but I mean, for me, it was, it was, I had some, but I mean, Reeboks was, was my shit. Yeah, I mean, in the and, 90s, uh, in the 90s, Nike was king. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you know, and mostly because oh, of Jordan. Well, yeah. But, um, you know what else I forgot about? Oh, because I had some of these too, man. Remember the Filas? Oh, yeah. I had a pair of them moon boots, whatever you want to say. <laughs> 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 I haven't seen a pair of Filas in all of how long, man. But, yeah, those yeah. were, uh, oh, those were some of my favorite, those were some of the, my favorite shoes I ever had. And I wonder, what was the 90s about the time when people started really caring about the label? The label. Uh, yeah, As like it, Adidas or Nike or Fila or Uh, well... I mean... Definitely, the- definitely, but I mean, because I remember in grade school, man, I mean, in uh, fourth or fifth grade, you know, it was all about... You know, you you can you can have the kangaroos on anymore. You can have converse oh, on yeah, anymore. You get laughed true. at. You know, you know you had to have yeah, you have Nikes or Reeboks. Reeboks were popular because of um, uh, you know they came out with the pump and then I for, who who was wearing Reeboks? Who was wearing Reeboks? Uh, 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 uh the mailman. Fuck it. What's his name from the Spurs? Oh, um, Malone. No, 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 no. Oh, so what, what, wow, Malone's the, the Spurs. Jazz. Spurs. Wow. The mailman. Rob Robinson. No. Yeah. No, Robinson's the Admiral. That's right. Yeah. Who's the mailman? Mailman was Malone. Was it Malone? That's I'm like, yep. Okay, yeah. So, okay, yeah. Robinson was the... Was the what? He was the Admiral. The Admiral, that's right. Yeah, because he, he was he the wore, Navy, but... He wore Reebok. And for a minute, uh, British Knights were in there because of MC Hammer, but I mean, we're not going to talk about that. That was <laughs> that was still grade school for me. So, uh, but nah, I mean back then, I mean still, it's it still matters, you know. If you didn't have the Nikes, um, Jordans definitely. If you had Jordans, you were just the king. Um, Felas were kind of underground, but I mean if you had you had a pair of Felas, you know you was you know you were in there. And, and really, the f- that lasted until yeah. uh, sometime in my teens. And the Star Jackets. Start man, now how how crazy is that man? Starter's like the fucking Walmart budget brand now. Yeah, but, but back you in get the shot day, over a starter hat back then. Back in the day, starter was the shit. I mean, starter yeah. they had license with NBA and the NFL. Yep. Did did they have baseball jackets? I don't think they did. But they were uh, some of the hottest fucking. You know, I think they did. Did they? But I they think were, they did. They were some of the hottest fucking coats you'd ever wear, but motherfuckers be wearing them in <laughs> in July. Right, man, and swingman jackets and going on. Yeah, them big down jackets. You know, it's it's a winter coat. For y'all that don't know, or you've probably seen them at Walmart, it's just a big winter coat. And you zip that shit up and, you know, it, it was as much a status symbol now as your phone is. Or uh, as much a status symbol then, then as your phone is now, right? You know, right? And but nowadays, shit, man. The <laughs> <laughs> starters like sold at Walmart. Now, I think anywhere else. Yeah, I don't think so. I think same yeah. thing with uh, British Knights too. I think you can get British Knights at that. I know you can I get Fila. A pair of British Knights. 
You can get Fila and you can get FUBU at Walmart now. How far have they fallen? Oh, uh, to be honest, FUBU was hot for like a like about two years. Ninety, yeah, ninety-four to ninety-six, like, maybe ninety-seven. Uh, well, okay, maybe, maybe, but maybe even ninety-eight. But see, when they. It, 99, 2000, when they started with the uh, with the Fat Albert shit, and I love Fat Albert, but why the hell would you change your clothing line to reflect? It wasn't just like a shirt; it was the whole line. It was called Platinum Fubu, and have fucking Fat Albert patches all over. Like you had pants on to say "Hey, hey, hey" written on your ass. I'm like, who the hell's gonna buy that? Hey, I bought that. Fuck you. you. <laughs> well, there you answer my question. There he is. You bought it. But that's what I I'm think I still have a couple Fat Albert shirts. <laughs> oh man! And I know I got. I, I think I talked about this in another episode. I know I got a uh, fake, fake uh, platinum chain. This is hey hey hey, or no? It, it's a, it says platinum Fubu, and it's a picture. Of, it's you know Fat Albert. It's got fake diamonds. <laughs> But see, oh, <laughs> uh, it started turning colors. It's like oh, brown man. now. I have to find it. I'll put a picture up on our Facebook Hell yeah. page. There you go. But uh, um, anyway, I mean, other than the clothes, I mean, just the experience of being. I, I guess experience of being a teenager is more or less the same for every generation, regardless of the year. Mm-hmm. It just sticks out for us because we grew up in the 90s, and of course we are biased because this is a nostalgia show about the 80s and the 90s. But it was just better. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, you had a lot of shit go down in the 90s that that um, you were sort of a part of, you know, just by being a teenager in the 90s and identifying with it. You know, you had the arrival of grunge music and you had um which is what actually got me into listening to rock and i've told this story before i've told it you know i I keep talking about keepers of the funk which hasn't posted as of yet but you know i talked about it a little bit back then you know and i talked about it in episode four and i probably mentioned it maybe another couple of times on here you know that all all that that seattle sound you know like you know from Soundgarden and and you know and whatnot those guys, I mean, that's the kind of stuff I, I mean, because I, what, what I knew of rock and roll was like, you know, the 80s hair stuff and the, and, and the, the classic rock, you know, and I mm-hmm. didn't care about any of that shit, you know, hearing the stuff on MTV and be like, wow, you know, this is actually kind of cool. Yeah. And so I got into it and then, you know, it just so happened that this, we, you know, the, the area we're living in now is, um, predominantly white, you know, they're really into, um, in, in the rock music so I can relate to some of these people at least so I thought until they started talking really bad about hip hop and I'm like you know what you know fuck your music I'm going back to my shit <laughs> so uh, yeah but um, I mean that's what turned my head though I mean I think that summer from uh, in, in 94 to in, for you know right until like sometime in the fall or early winter you know I was I, I was absorbing all that shit yeah yeah, I was well. I mean, I grew up in a all-white town, so I had to listen to this stuff whether I wanted to or not. And I, <laughs> I can, you know, scream to, to I'm blue in the face about how much I hated this stuff. But you know, if it comes on the radio now, you know, there's still some there's songs that I, I like and I'll listen to. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I won't immediately change the channel. Oh, and uh, I don't mean to cut off, jump on a tangent right away, but you mentioned Beavis and Butthead a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And see, we were me and my my siblings and my cousin. We were early adopters of that show, and that <laughs> when that, I don't, I think we missed Liquid TV. I mean, they started showing reruns of it, but we are where that show originally came from. Mm-hmm. But when that show. I think uh, a classmate told me about it. This is when I was still living in U City. He told me about it, and I'm laughing my ass off. This is the most craziest. I mean, well, I mean, not, not just the fact that they're cursing and saying all, you know, whatever, but I mean, just the whole language and, uh, uh, you know, I never heard the, the word fart knocker. <laughs> just dumb <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> the laughs and just all the stupid stuff they used to get into. And I, especially when they watch the videos, just be having a conversation with each other. To me, that was genius, and I'm laughing my ass off. If I remember correctly, you back then you didn't like the show at first. Um, because I remember no, when you're talking about it, you're like, I can't, and and that's that, that's what was crazy about it to me because, like you said, you grew up, you were, you know, pretty much all white town, you know. Whereas I'm in U City, which is you know, always <laughs> the school I went to was you know, you know, 95, 90, 95% black, and I mean black kid. Or, my classmates are the one telling me about the show, and quite a, a whole lot of people uh, going to school there, you know, live in the area. They like the show, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of crazy how <laughs> all these black kids, you know, are watching the show and eating it up. And then you, I'm telling you about it, and you're like, oh, I hate that show. I'm like, what? I don't, I, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, you didn't you didn't like the show originally. Then and then you finally came around, and I was so I was so happy. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked the bits when they were, you know, talking about the the. Uh, music videos because mm-hmm. that, it, that that's basically you know Gen X Mystery Science Theater 3000 oh yeah really you know but then the rest of the, I, I just didn't care for the animation and I just thought the show was stupid but yeah I, I, I've come around <laughs> yeah it's and, and I I didn't not I didn't really uh, understand it back then but I mean looking back at it as, as I've gotten older you know you realize that show really was it, it was it was genius in in the way that it really was Gen X in cartoon form, mm-hmm. and he was making fun. Mike Judge is making fun of the people who watch this network, you know. Yeah, it's really making fun of its own people, you know, and its own audience. Yeah, yeah, which was really funny. Yeah. Anyway, and and that's another thing is that the '90s sort of birthed this. Thing we're still suffering through this political correctness bullshit you know that yeah. we have to put up with you know because of the night because of overreactive parents in the 90s yeah you know that's why there's stickers on video games that's why you know there's there's stickers on music really yeah and that started in what like 91 90... yeah yeah, and even then, the, yeah, even then the the sticker was was for the really extreme cases like um, Two Life Crew and NWA. But then by the yeah. end of the '90s, groups like the Native Tongues, you know, De La Soul and and Tribe Called Quest, by the end of the '90s, they had to have that sticker on there too for for just for cuss words, really. Yeah, and it pissed me off because um, you know. And my mom was one of those too. You know, she would pretty much, you know, absorb everything she heard on the news. And so, 
heard about Beavis and Butthead, you can't watch that show, you know, now. <laughs> my father's house, you know, hey, you know, he was fine with that. Well, I don't think he liked it, but he, at the same time, he didn't care that we did watch it. Just don't go repeating that shit and acting like it, you know, we are fine, you know. So, uh, but, you know, music and, you know, Mortal Kombat came out, oh, it was like holy terror to her, you know. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Good remember. Yeah, yeah, you remember all that shit, you know, so, um... So I had a lot of trouble, you know, in the 90s trying to get the music I wanted because so much of the stuff that I listened to had the parental advisory logo. And then so I had to I had, I had to uh, get dub copies from people or, you know, do it on the sly and go get copies without people or, you know, go buy the stuff without them knowing about it. Um, but I always had you, know, you had groups like 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 Tribe and De La who I mean, they might have, you know, they might say some words or whatever, but for the most part. I mean, it wasn't that bad, and so you can kind of play the stuff. You can play the stuff without, you know, allowed and not having to be under the headphones. And but also, I could buy it, and she wouldn't know it because it wouldn't have the logo on it. And so those were like my those were those were always like my my uh, my get out of jail free cards. Yeah. So I would get them, you know, and like I would what what I would always try to do is I try to save up enough money to go buy something else I wanted too, so I'd have the tribe album. Um. Or you know whoever was out, and then I'd also have, you know, fucking, you know whoever, you know, Black Moon right. or something like that. I'd have that, but you know the Black Moon album would go in my back pocket, and the Tribe album would be in the in, in the bag, you know, <laughs> receipt would be destroyed so that she could <laughs> see what else I bought, and <laughs> there you have it. Yeah, and well, while we're on the topic of music, you know, one of the big things of being a teenager in any year is going to your first concert so when was yours yeah not for me it wasn't well well eh, that's not true really? it, but it came into my late teens you know I um, I was almost 19 when it was my first concert and that was um, that was uh, Most Def and uh, and Tali Kweli at, at Joe's on Weed Street in Chicago now what year was this that was 99 99 okay so you so, just made yeah. it in there yep you just squeaked in there. I mean, yeah, but I—I I mean, the fact that you—you are—well, you're 19, so you're practically an adult. You are an adult. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but you know, being a teenager and going to your first concert and you know, hopefully being there by yourself—that's kind of a rite rite of a passage, rite of passage for a kid. Yeah. Hey, what was you your know? first concert? My first concert was 1990. So I can find the year. It was nineteen ninety three, actually. All right. Yeah, nineteen ninety three. It was wow, twenty two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, uh, Chris Cross at Six Flags for the oh, bomb tour. I remember that. Yeah, because I I think I spent the night at your house the night before, and then and then your sister or your mom, my sister, drove me to Six Flags, and then uh, uh, picked me up that night. And I was so fucking jealous, man, because Chris, I, I like Chris Cross, and that was the new. I had um I had recorded um, uh, it's all right off the radio, mm-hmm. it was like the first single they dropped off the album, and. I don't even think the bomb single was out yet. Just this, just that song, and you were going to see him. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch! 
Yeah, and I remember because the concert didn't start till like seven, six, seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. But I got dropped off at like like ten in the morning whenever the whenever the park opened, which was fine by me because I mean I'll talk about it more. But I was kind of a Six Flags rat during the during the summer. Of course. So, so um, just a quick story. So I'm wandering around. Because this is before cell phones or anything. I was coming from St. Louis. My friends were coming from uh, my old town ta- or my hometown. We had we didn't talk the night before or that day to find out where to meet each other. So we were just wandering the park, and then we finally just sort of found each other about halfway through the day. But uh, as yeah, I was because wandering- young folks, because you know, sorry to cut you off, Jay. I just got to preface this for the younger people because there weren't cell phones. Yeah, no cell phones. You know, you either no texting. You get to tell them, hey, you know, meet me here. I'm here. You know, you had to just, you either said, hey, let's meet at such and such time at, you know, noon, or you just wandered the park, like he said, and you go find him whenever you do. Yeah. And it was, uh,. It was an interesting day because I was getting pissed because I couldn't find anybody. But uh, anyway, I, I was in the arcade and I was walking, I was walking out of the arcade and I was looking down for some reason and then somebody stepped on my shoe and like bumped into me and I was like, "What the fuck?" I didn't say that because I was a you know little kid, but I looked up. And the dude was just like, oh, sorry, man, sorry. And went, went into to the arcade. He's like, I gotta find me some Street Fighter. So I, I started to walk away, and I stopped, and I looked at him. And he, he had a couple dudes with him. I looked at him, and I uh, walked away. I was like, huh, that looks like Ed Lover from from UMTV Raps. Oh, shit. Oh, well. So I just... <laughs> Went on about my fucking fucking day. Finally found my friends. Um, you know the concert started at like six o'clock, so we get to our, our spots, and then the show starts. They ha- had a pre-show. Who fuck comes out but Ed Lover, <laughs> and he has a pre-show with uh, with uh, local talent talent just coming down just to you know like open mic, mm-hmm. just just to. Uh, Show your skills. And I was like, "Holy shit, that totally was Ed Lover." He stepped on my foot. <laughs> he stepped on my foot and bumped into me. And I was like, "Damn it, I, I should have said something." Because I had the cover to totally crossed out in my pocket because I wanted to autograph if, if I saw them or something. You know, you always, you know, when you're a kid, you carry that kind of stuff, thinking something might happen. Right. So I was like, "Motherfucker." Damn it, that sucks. I missed the opportunity. But uh, yeah, that, that was my first concert, and they did they did almost all of Totally Crossed Out except for a couple songs, and then they they did um, the bomb. Um, I'm real, freak the funk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brat was there, there for the bomb, and then they closed with All Right. Okay. I think Supercat may have been there, but I'm not, I don't completely remember. But yeah, that was my first concert. Ah, man. Yeah, I, I do remember that day, man. Because I remember you came over and 
you 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 spent the night with us, but and you brought you, you brought your um your Sega. Oh yeah. And so while you're at the concert, you know, I was pissed that I couldn't go to the show. I'm like, well, you know, hey, I'm gonna gun through all these games of his because you had like a duffel bag full of games that you know probably got most of them from Mark. Of course. you got him from <laughs> So I just started just, 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 just shotgunning all these games and stuff, you know, while you were gone. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I want to touch real quick. Um, did you go to Six Flags a lot? We would go probably once a year or like once every couple of years. Okay. And with that being said, I have not been back there. I haven't been to Six Flags since the year 2000. Oh, it's been longer than that. For me, I haven't been there. Well, yeah, I, actually, I think about 98 was probably the last time I went. Whenever they put the boss uh, roller coaster in there, it was the wooden one. I don't even know if that's still there anymore because I haven't been. I don't know. The last thing I remember is they... Last time I went, they had just put in the Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The year before... Yeah, I, def- I rode that the year before that. Okay. Um, and I guess while we were talking about Six Flags, okay. And I was... Uh, um. That's year 2000. See, I was 19. I'm tripping. So, yeah, in 99, my math is wrong. 99, when I saw um, Black Star in Chicago, I was 18. So, okay. Because born in 81, obviously. But um, in uh, 2000, you know, I was 19. And I was, I was back home visiting for the summer. And we went to Six Flags. And that's the year they put the boss in. That's the year they put in um, the Hurricane Harbor water park. Oh yeah. Um, we didn't go to that. We meant to. We didn't get there early enough. The place was just packed, so we're like, "Fuck it, let's just go in." The, so we hit the roller coasters, and we were um, we rode the Batman because you know that had been there for a while. We always got to ride the Batman, mm-hmm. and we rode the Mister Freeze. We did the Boss Half last, but um, yeah, that's the last time I was there. But um, the why I brought it up is because we were um. We were on the Batman together. It was me, my si- my sister, and my two uh, younger brothers, and um, we were. I mean, just totally. I mean, I've always been a big wrestling fan, but really, and and I guess that really solidified for me in like 1990, 91. But then, you know, in the 90s, of course, that's the Attitude Era. You got your Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, you got the NWO if you like WCW, and. Um, ECW was coming up, but then you had, um, of course, in the WWF, you had D-Generation X, and we were big fans, huge, you know, mm-hmm. so we're going up, you know, as you, you know, you've ridden the Batman before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so you're going up, you know, and we're like, we timed it perfectly, so as we're going up, and all of you at home, you can say it along with me, we're like, are you ready? <laughs> I said, are you ready? Is that and then for the thousands here in attendance and for the millions watching at home, it's right when you get to the apex and it starts mm-hmm. to turn. It starts to turn and then you just start to make the descent. We're like, let's get ready to suck it! And we're... <laughs> Joe, <laughs> you try to hold that suck it as long as you can while you're going up the loop. and then <laughs> Because we were stupid like that. You know? But yeah. Oh, please. I, I did so many stupid things at, at Six Flags. Because... Uh... Uh, my friend Clayton, he his mom was a teacher, and she would get like these crazy like teacher discounts on season passes. It'd Man. be like it'd be like forty bucks. Mm-hmm. So we every summer we got them, and and we were there almost every weekend. And 
just do some stupid shit just to impress girls. Oh wow, you really were a Six Flags rat, man. When you say yeah. that, damn, I did <laughs> every weekend. Damn near. Damn near. I always had to have somebody drive us there until we were old enough to drive ourselves. Right. But yeah, we were there every fucking weekend. And that was the time when, I'll take it off on a, a tangent here, we're talking about fashion. That was the time when you'd go to Six Flags and you'd see the when you could wear a Looney Tunes shirt with Bugs Bunny wearing a you know uh, backwards jeans and oh and, man you know baggy baggy clothes and the I had a couple backwards. of those yes yeah that that's the the 90s was the only time where you could wear that and not be laughed at well you know what you know what. I, I will argue the point. You could wear that today if you could find one. Yeah, that's true. That's because true. That, people that's, are, you know, that's more of a retro thing, though. I know. Yeah, man. Oh, let me find one of them shirts. I'm buying one. But, I, I mean, back in the day, you you could you could wear it out, but, you know, people would make fun of you. Unless you're at Six Flags. They didn't wear that shit. But I always See, thought I was it was funny. I always thought it was funny that that Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes that they, they had those shirts, you know, where with the characters wearing urban gear. Uh, maybe a year or two later, then Disney did the same thing with like Mickey Mouse, you know, in baggy pants, and it always looked so dumb. It never worked right with the Disney characters, you know. No, it isn't. And, and, and you know why? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because oh, when okay. you look at it this way, in terms of cartoons and comedy and stuff, Looney Tunes is Richard Pryor. Disney is Bill Cosby. <laughs> That's you a know, good uh, analogy, yeah. You know, Disney is wholesome and safe and wonderful. Looney Tunes, they got an edge. They can do yeah. that stuff, and, and it looks all right. At least it did in the 90s. I don't know if you get it. I, I I seriously don't think you get away with it now without being talked about behind your back. Nah, I dare you. 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 you definitely could, man, because people, I, grown folk, man, I've seen grown folks, children, teenagers, whatever, so much stuff. Like, because it's, it's, it's retro, which is in, and nerdy and cartoon and comic stuff is in you know so whereas i was going to get to well to 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 finish your point about um about the disney stuff the only the reason they did that um well you know obviously they were following suit from the competition and trying to be the same thing but they came out with this album called mickey unwrapped where they had mickey doing covers of like whoop there it is and all (laughs) like really oh yeah how do i not remember that uh, because you were a little bit older, and so it <laughs> probably passed you by, but, um, I remember watching, uh, or, you know, wa- watching commercials on whatever children's, you know, because I, you know, I also had, you know, a, a little brother who was like six, seven years old, and so, there, whatever kids show he'd be watching, they show commercials for this fucking compilation, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, there you had it. Wow. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's what that was about. But you know, to your to your point though, back then, you know, you could wear the, you know, the um, the, the Looney Tunes shirts. But 
as popular as wrestling was, you couldn't wear the, at least not in school anyway, you couldn't wear the wrestling shirts without getting laughed at. Unless it was NWO or Austin 316. I saw this one guy, he had a, well, then again, this is pretty extreme, but the motherfucker had a, he had a denim jacket with like airbrushed Undertaker on the on the back. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he wore that stuff around and people were just... I mean, just let him have it like all the time, and he. I mean, he, he keep wearing it. Yeah, it's not talking it's shit just about him so bad. Different, because I grew up in an all white town, and that was fine. People wore wrestling shirts all the time. Hmm. Yeah, not uh, <laughs> not here. That wasn't cool. Yeah, not until like. <laughs> yeah, and see now, uh, although you know, and wrestling isn't isn't what it isn't as popular as it was. Mm-mm. In the late '90s, now anyway, so I don't see too many of those around anymore. You know, oh, I but, watched uh, a shit ton of wrestling in the '90s, dude. Yeah, well, don't let me get started on wrestling. We will turn this into a wrestling episode. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, because you were talking about, you know, the like the Looney Tunes stuff. But I was like, you know, as popular as wrestling was, you know, how come we couldn't get away with these shirts? I don't know. So I never had one. But I always wanted an NWO shirt, and I actually, oh, I have one now, but I mean, that's because, you know, wear that stuff now, and it's, it's retro, and it's whatever, but, you know, back then, you know, and I like to say that I tried to follow, um, I mean, I, I wasn't a trendy person, I didn't follow too many trends, you know, and for the most part, the stuff that was trendy didn't really, I mean, I would always take, I didn't, I never wanted to look exactly like the next, the guy next to me, okay? Mm-hmm. It was always like, okay, I want to, you know, I like this. I'm going to take that. But then what else can I do to kind of make it my own, you know, and do something a little different? You know, Um, I remember, you know, I I mentioned uh, back in the Wu-Tang episode, you know, people on track team, you know, started calling me Johnny Blaze, you know, when just, you know, nickname was kind of stuck. They came out with a line called Johnny Blaze. And so I saw it in the source. I'm like, oh, I got to find me some of this shit. And there was a there was a chain of stores. They're not around anymore. They were called Mr. Rags. And uh, they used to sell like you know urban brands, and then they, then they really went to shit. They went under, started selling like this 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 bootleg, just like nothing brand type stuff, you know. But back then, you know that that's where I knew how to. I, if you go to the mall, you go there. That's where you can get Johnny Blaze and stuff. So then, for a lot of my uh, <laughs> a lot of my paycheck was going, you know, buying shirts and jeans and stuff like that, you know, and um. And not too many people back, you know, in, in my school were wearing that, and so to me, it kind of made, it it made it that much more desirable to me because I'm like, you know, I'm one of the few people who have this shit. Yeah, I actually have a couple Johnny Blaze shirts. Mm-hmm. But um, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, um, I got a story to tell. <laughs> And then we'll, All right. we'll talk about some mall stuff, I guess. All right. Some other things of the 90s. All right, let's do it. All right. After these messages, we'll be right back. Smells like teen spirit. It smells like the ocean. Wait, it's no. so good. Wow, smells really natural. I'm a smellologist. It is Caribbean cool. And this smells good. I knew it smelled like teen spirit. Hey, this is for girls. This smells like teen spirit. Can I have it? Great defense starts with your feet. And I have MVP feet. That's why I play in the pump from Reebok. When I'm pumped up, I get support, protection, and a custom fit that's unbeatable. I'm a hot dog. But when it comes to protection, this is no bull. Pump up and 
pair out. Switch to the greatest sports performance shoe in the world, the Reebok Pump. Pump up and air out. Hey, yo, I'm Eric P. My name is Rock Kemp. And you're chilling with that loving Dr. Dre. Inky and Winky. The Ren and Skippy of rap on your... Yo, yo MTV Raps. Today. If you turn that child smack Tonus Michael, I will slap you in your mouth so hard, blood would trinkle down. <laughs> <laughs> yo, this is Jazzy Jeff. And how did I get my starter hat to look like this? The Jazzy Jeff Breakdown. First you grab the hat. Then you grip the hat. Then you flip the hat. Make sure it's a starter hat. Then you raise the hat. Then you slam the hat. Then you twist the hat. Then you turn the hat. Then you spin the hat. Then you smooth the hat. But hey, don't forget, look for the star. Remember in the days of my youth, bust my first nut on the project roof. Now I'm on my way to PS 111. Miss of the tricks living in ghetto heaven. Hey, and welcome back. Welcome, uh, welcome yeah. back. So, um, as we're talking about the 90s and what's all good, especially being a teen- teenager in those times, uh, where, what else do you want to talk about? Ah, <laughs> uh, man, um, let's talk about, uh, you, well, we touched on a little bit of TV, like, what was your favorite TV show, or what you know like in your, in your teen years like what did you what, what was like appointment television for you or uh or any movies that kind of stood out to you and like define like you know well that period of time for you tv is interesting only because uh we only had we had two t well yeah we had two tvs in the house one in my parents room and then the big one in the living room Mm-hmm. Those were the only two TVs that had cable or anything. So, most of the time, my dad was always watching TV. He was always watching uh, C-SPAN, CNN. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was his that CNN. Was his, CNN. Yeah, he was Crossfire. Always watching CNN. Yeah. So, I I didn't watch as much TV unless I went in his room and watched stuff. And then about nine o'clock, he. You know, he'd come to bed and then we'd switch, but really, before we got cable and, well, we, we had cable, but we didn't have MTV until probably 90, 93, 94, mm-hmm. but, you know, until then, I really only watched... Of course, the Cosby Show. I mean, we we touched on some of these in uh, episode seven. Like the Cosby Show, we always watched uh, Fresh Prince when that came out. Always had to watch. But other than that, I was usually in my room next to the the stereo, listening to um, you know Kevin Kidd. Yeah, listening to Magic One Hundred Eight and and. You know, playing Genesis on my little black and white TV. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> which, which I know we talked about before, but really sucks when, when you're playing a game where you have to know what color is what. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, I. I mean, there's no real. I well, I guess the TV show that. I would say it would probably be. Either Cosby or Fresh Prince. Yeah. I mean, those were the two that I 
watch the most. And as for movies, I can't really think of one that sticks out in sort of that early 90s period. The late 90s, there's a lot of movies that I really watched, but I can't really think of anything in the early 90s that I had to watch and I had the, the VHS of. The VHS, yes, not DVD. Yeah, VHS, everybody. Man, wasn't VHS horrible, man? Like, when you... I mean, and that's one thing you cannot go back and say was better. VHS sucked. Um, there's a lot of retro... Hipster retro places that that have VHS. I know Because I guess... Uh, hipsters. Well, I, I was listening to this thing on, on NPR, because I'm old. <laughs> but I was listening to NPR couple months ago and they, they were talking about I think it was NPR I don't know anyway they, they were talking about these um, places in like California where they rent uh, VHS's again because there's a lot of these movies that that haven't been switched over to DVD either because the studios are no longer in existence or you know it's just some shitty whatever B-movie schlock that no one wants to put on DVD. Right. So they open these little retro places so it's preserved, basically. Hmm. So, I mean, people... I I never liked them. (laughs) I mean, I've... Still, at my parents' house, I know there's a giant box full of anime... VHSs that I have. Oh god, that must have been. And they're expensive. I was gonna say, man, you must have. I mean, that man, talk about just butt raped, man. Like how 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 much money did you spend on that kind of stuff, man? Because I remember even in stores, and I didn't really even know anime like that back then. But you're talking about. I I remember going into like uh, Sam Goody, which wow. When's the last time you saw Sam Goody, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not since I worked in the mall. <laughs> but they had, you know, videos, you know, VHS sections, and you go in there to anime stuff, and the thing would be like one, what one one uh cassette would be like thirty bucks. Yeah, that's one cassette. You know, we talk about you know volumes of these episodes. I mean, you're talking about pretty expensive collection. One, yeah, one cassette with maybe sixty minutes of film on it. Right, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, most of the, those one-shot deals were only 45 minutes long, you know, because it was an OVA. But, and and you didn't have the internet back then, or at least not the internet the way it is now. No, sir. So you, you couldn't a, oh, go and no. look up a review of something, or, you know, see, you could only go by what was on the back of the box. So a lot of the anime that I bought... I bought because there was a giant robot on there. I had no idea if it was good or bad or what. And, you know, I'd buy it, and if it sucked, then I was stuck with this sucky tape. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah, that happened a lot. And it was expensive. <laughs> Man, um... Oh! But that reminds me. I thought about it now. Even you though it was something else too with what you were just talking about, but keep going. Even though it was probably ninety seven, 
the movie that sticks out the most for me is Ninja Scroll, the anime movie. I've heard of it, never seen it. Oh, you need to watch it. That was the first tape I actually bought. The first anime I had ever bought. And that was some of the bloodiest... I mean, it's... it's. I've seen bloodier stuff since, but, you know, as a... Let's see, 96, I was, I was about 18, going on 19 at the time, and only real anime I had been exposed to was stuff on the sci-fi channel and that was edited, you know. And right. see, seeing this with all this blood this blood spray and I I was hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I was hooked. But uh I mean yeah, VHS is I lived in a in in the uh in the video rental place, you know. I was always renting a movie or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we rented a lot of movies too. There was um at Schnooks when they back when they used to have video department, they had their new releases or you know their current stuff that would be like maybe three dollars for um like you keep it for two nights. Mm-hmm. But then they had these five night rent or well, maybe they weren't five nights, maybe they were three nights. But they were a dollar a piece but they were rent one get one free so really these two for a buck these rentals and it just be movies from I mean just any kind of crap you can think of from just you know the 80s the 70s I mean up until you know or whenever they decided to move in there and I remember we would rent you know a movie when a movie would come out we would rent it but then we'd also get or we, we we'd be allowed to take one new release but then we could get a couple of uh you know, dollar rentals. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so the 90s for me, that doesn't, or at least, the, you know, back in my teen years, that doesn't, there's no one <laughs> one movie that really, uh, that really stands out. It's just this, this, this collection of really bad movies <laughs> that we watched and loved anyway. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, like I, I, I've, I've mentioned it on this show before. You know, I'm on my shelf right now. I'm looking at. Uh, let's see. I've got, I've got Jury Duty starring Paulie Shore over there. Oh God. I've got, I've got, um, I've got Encino Man starring Paulie Shore over there. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, um, there was a movie called Carpool, starring uh, Tom Arnold and I forget who else and a bunch of kids. It's dumbest movie ever made, but man, fucking. It's a, it's a it's a it's a family classic. We quote that shit all the time. <laughs> I mean, I just remember we watched and uh, oh, a blank man starring um Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we I mean, we watched so much crap and we loved it. Oh, and these these kind of movies now were like you know it'd be good to just you know get a. Get your favorite beer and then get a case of whatever you can get for cheap and just drink and watch this shit like while you're altered and just laugh and just be retarded. Is there a good either? <laughs> Man, I, yeah, I mean, you talk that... about the you saw about these movie podcasts that we listen to, like We Hate Movies and How Did This Get Made? I mean, they can do a whole, I mean, we could. Man, for half a year, man, we, we could take care of them just with the shit we watched. Oh, yeah. 
you know, Surf Ninjas, which I bought for my kids and they love it. Oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs> that's great. He can see the future movie. in his Game Gear. He can see his future through the Game Gear. Shut up. And he <laughs> he's got Ernie Reyes Jr. and Ernie Reyes Sr. is in it. Oh, and, God. And Rob Schneider. Oh, God. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was just all these movies like that. Hell, Meteor Man. Fuck Meteor Man. <laughs> the movie that almost destroyed this show three episodes in. Hey, man, you know we're on episode 20, so, hey. Yeah. We're a lot stronger than that. But um, uh, w- um, real quick, though, you were just talking about, you know, there being no internet, or at least not internet as we know it. Dude, how did I go through this whole episode and not talk about my teen years and not mention AOL? Oh, yeah. We had AOL. Um, at least my dad did. My, um, my stepdad, you know, at my mom's house, he didn't have, or he had the internet access, but it was in his office only, and we weren't allowed to use that computer ever. So, you know, <laughs> didn't really have internet access at home. Now, at my dad's house, we had AOL. He had a profile set up for us. It was a really restricted profile. Until I went to go live there um, on my own, he made a separate profile for me. But, I mean, you people, you just don't know how good you have it today. You know, you pick up your phone out of your pocket and just pull up whatever the hell you want. You had to go sit in front of this computer. And the way computers were back then, I mean, they were slower than shit. Mm-hmm. And your internet collection, your internet 30, connection, thirty-two point two k modem. If you were lucky, we had a twenty-eight point eight. Oh yeah, and, and you know if you had fifty-six k, that was blazing speed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which which no, it's not. No, it's not. But it but it was compared to what you had, and you know there were no MP3s. You would mm-hmm. go in there, you download wave sounds like these fucking three second clips of little songs and you would think that was cool and it, and it took up an a gang of sp- yes and it took up a gang of space on your 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 100 megabyte oh. hard drive oh yeah hard drives back then they would be like a gig maybe Man, no maybe. no 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 gigs didn't come around till like the late 90s oh yeah that's and that true. was expensive as all shit you had a we had a, a maybe a, a, a hundred megabytes <laughs> yeah <laughs> god you could fit more than that on your on, on your man. There are I thumb mean, drives. There are thumb drives. There are thumb drives that, that are bigger that are like than like a hundred and something gigs. Yeah, well, not back then. There were there weren't USB ports. No, no, they were floppy disks. Come, yep. Oh, yeah, floppy disks, which held a whopping one point four uh, megs. Yeah, and you had to have a ton of them. There weren't bur- CD burners didn't become well I mean they might have been around but they weren't cost effective until yeah, maybe CD 99 burner. yeah CD burners back then were like five six hundred dollars yep and, and uh and then but but what was good about you know this technology at that point stuff was moving so fast so like by 2000 you could buy one for like like 150 bucks mm-hmm. you know so you'd have to wait too long but yeah if you had a CD burner I mean you could go into business because I mean, uh, uh, you, you can ask uh, as Ghost. He worked at CompUSA, and all he would do is he, he'd, he'd buy CDs, he'd go burn them at his job, and then go flip them and sell them to folks. <laughs> but, you know, um, but yeah, it, 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 but that was that was by then. That was By then, that's when MP, MP3s and Napster and all that stuff came along. See, they weren't even MP3s. Um, the closest thing I had in the 90s or you know 
by junior senior year was a uh, real audio as a streaming player it's i mean it's, it, the quality looking back on it was absolute garbage but it was the first time you could actually just click and stream a whole song which that just blew my mind because i'm taking an hour to download these waves these these wave sounds a year before and now i can just click a button and it'll you know take about 30 30 seconds to a minute to boot to boot up or to a uh, buffer and then a whole song would play yeah and so at that yeah and so that's how i ended up uh pre- there there were a bunch of websites that you know they get shut down on the regular then they move to a different like geo cities page or whatever they upload all the shit again until they just keep moving around like that but people would upload whole albums and i'd just be previewing shit because by then um street side records they got rid of their i stations as they used to be called and they just put up these like cd magazine things where like before um when i was younger they had these things where you could actually take it kind of advanced considering what time it, you know the uh the times that they were but i mean you could scan the barcode and you could listen to songs on this little kiosk uh i guess they got too expensive or something like that so they, they took them out so they just started putting up these players that might have had like a six disc changer in it and just whatever they put in there is what you had to listen to yeah but um but yeah so once the i stations went away you know real audio became the way i would preview my music before i bought it yeah, I remember that. I remember I used to go to the computer lab when I was in college, and I would uh, just download, or no, I wouldn't. Da- I would uh, um, streaming. Not even. No, I'm, I would go onto these websites. I think it may even still be around. The original hip hop lyric archive. Oh yeah. And I would just copy. Oh copy reams and reams of paper of just <laughs> lyrics to all these songs oh my god and, and, and so many of those lyrics are wrong yeah oh there's a lot <laughs> of them are terrible. wrong but I just had I had folders upon folders and they were organized alphabetically for each song and then with each artist And man I miss those days I, I mean now man. you can just pull it up on fucking on fucking Shazam mm-hmm. you can just pull it up and and uh, see everything, you know. Yeah. It it'll well sometimes it's wrong there too. But uh, well, because a lot of those people, a lot of these lyric sites now, or or at least from the rap lyrics, are all just copied from that same page. Yeah, just copying them over and over in perpetuity, man. You know, if somebody, you know, uh, rap genius. I guess that's the more popular one now. A lot of that stuff is just copied and pasted right off of that website too. I was like, man, somebody go in there and start fresh. You got to start fresh sometime. Yeah, definitely. Cause goddamn, but um, I was gonna say, well, nah, I forget. But uh, oh well, yeah, and then forget about YouTube. I mean, shit, YouTube didn't come out in like 2005. Um, yeah, you couldn't. There were, I mean, you you can't download a video. You were nuts. It'd take you all night, and then yeah. maybe it might be done. But but what did come along? Um, which I learned about from a friend was uh, emulators, like for like NES, yeah, NES games. Which you know, I remember when they started doing it for Super Nintendo and Sega. And I was like, "Are you guys crazy? These games are like these these like 250 megabytes. You can't fit. You can only fit like one game on your drive. You know, this is a stupid idea. You know, but all those Nintendo games are, like 13 meg. You know, so I mean, like, just, I would have like a few of those, and I'd be. I just went to town, just started downloading like, all this stuff. I'm like, wow, I've got Nintendo on the computer. 
Yeah, it, it was not. I used to have folders of just Super Nintendo games and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. And um, but that was in the later nineties. Um, yeah, that thing was like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, just to really. But for back me, you know, that's bit. like yeah. Let's reel it back a little bit. Just to sort of the midnight. Now, I'm trying to get the math right because, you know, by the mid 90s, I was, you know, 15, 16. How old were you? Uh, well, I was 13. Say 94. 90, 90, 94, 13. You're so. 94. Okay. Yeah, I'm bad at math, so. Yeah. Well, my birthday is <laughs> September, so really I was 12 until September, then 13. Okay. Okay, so um, yeah, just going going back to the sort of mid '90s, which I feel like was kind of the heyday, you know, because that was when when hip hop was really sort of at its height before the whole East West Coast beef started, and then and then Puffy took over sort of in the late '90s. Yeah, about 97, like yeah. summer 97, he was just everywhere. Yeah, and I mentioned it in episode 18 about watching the fashion and how the fashion changed. Mm-hmm. You know, so like in the early 90s, it was still, you know, Adidas jackets and stuff like that. And then then cross colors came and then um, native tongues came out. So there's a lot of kente cloth and arrested development. So there's, you know. Uh, remember Kente those cloth um, print shirts and hats. And yeah, the hats like the um. A lot of African medallions. Yeah, well, um, I know there's different types, and not not like not the ones I used to wear, like the knit the knit type of caps I used to wear, like you know back in, uh, you know for several years for a while I was rocking these these koofies back in like you know 2005, 2006, 2007. Um, but now you remember the ones the uh the other type, the ones that are like uh. They're flat at the top and they're round. You go around your head and they got mm-hmm. like the African oh, colors. Yeah. yeah, there were a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, come 90, 93, 94, when Gangster Rap really started to hit. I mean, it was big, you know, because you had NWA and you had Ice Cube and all that. But when sort of that when Dr. Dre came out and then you had, you know, the G-Funk yeah. sort of style of gangster rap, you know, Spice One and all those guys came out. Then you see the style change to, uh, you know, the baggy jeans and wife beaters and, you know, the flannel shirts, you know. Yep. And I, to say I, I, you know, I copied the style. <laughs> You know, and even even my friends who were all white, you know, they even copied the style. So right. there was a lot. Being in a mostly white small town, there was a lot of. Uh, they always said that we were in a gang, uh. just because we dressed <laughs> that way. But you know, of course, we weren't. We weren't doing anything wrong. I mean. My mom was on the freaking school school board. What was I gonna do? <laughs> to sure was. I forgot about that. So, it, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not saying that we didn't get into stuff and we didn't 
do bad stuff, but we were in no way in a gang. Right. You know, but, you know, te- teachers and stuff had to... Teachers and stuff said, said that they actually changed the school handbook because of us. Because really? we were wearing our pants sagging and stuff. Oh, Lord. So they had to change the handbook so we wear belts and put our pants up and everything. And, you know... <laughs> To say that we weren't, you know, at least a little impressed by it would be a lie. I mean, it, impressed isn't the word. I want to say, to be called being in a gang, even though we weren't, and you know, part of part of us took offense to it, but then part of us, part of it, us, you know, sort of inherited that. You know, like it gave us validation that we were cool. I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Does that make nah, sense? Yeah. No, nah, I got you. You know, so um, that leads me in a roundabout way. Leads me into story I want to tell. <laughs> About adventures in the 90s. And uh, why you should not reply to um, ads in the newspaper. Oh, shit. (laughs) I think there's a new one for me. Hold on. Yeah, I I know you don't know this one. So, um, my friend Jeff, he, um, he he had, you know, the... A truck that that was lowered. And he had sound system, all that stuff. You know, all my, my friends had sound systems. Wait, you know, big hey. subwoofers and stuff. Sorry to cut you off, man. Was that the was that the purple truck? Yeah. I I I don't know if I remember him, but I remember that truck. Yeah, purple. We were visiting one time, and he came by, and you know, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I mean, because we listened to a lot of Snoop and Dre and you know everything else of course 94 yeah so actually yeah it was 94 so um he was looking through the newspaper because he wanted to get a new uh head unit a CD player for his uh truck so he he saw an ad in the paper and he, he had called and set up you know, to meet the guy to buy this thing. And the guy told him, you know, to meet him at at the um, Chesterfield Mall. For you St. Louis people, you know where that, that is. So right. I, it was like Saturday night. We go down there. Um, there's about four of us in, in a car. We took the hour drive to St. Louis, you know, because we're out on town we're cool we're wearing our starter jackets and having a good time so we uh you know get to chesterfield mall and we're walking around and of course we don't have cell phones at this time um pagers were around in common but still the only people that really had pagers were doctors lawyers and drug dealers so not here they didn't you had the money you had a pager well yeah that's true not a not new I didn't because I didn't have any money but <laughs> go on yeah I, well this is the, even before it got really prevalent 
and you, you know everyone had one just to have one so um, we were we were at the mall he goes to a payphone and calls the guy pages him uh, we stand around for him to call the payphone back and he's like uh, where are you we said we're at Chesterfield Mall he's like no you need we're meeting at, at Crestwood Mall which for you St. Louis people you know, know where that is so we're like oh okay so now my spider sense is starting to tingle a little bit uh, so I'm like this sounds off you know why why are we meeting in a mall parking lot in the first place but you know I let it go so we drive that 20 minute 20 30 minute drive to Crestwood um, we walk around Crestwood for a while we find a payphone we call the guy guy calls back he's like okay meet us out out front outside of uh, I think it was Dillard's no it was uh, at the time Famous Bar he's like famous meet bar, us out outside wow. Famous Bar which is now Macy's Mm-hmm. But that whole mall is closed now. I think. So is anyway, it, I, that, yeah, I, I haven't heard about that place. In, I guess it is, but yeah, I, I think I hadn't thought about it. But uh, anyway, we go out there, and now my my spider sense is really going off because <laughs> as we're walking, we see the guy there in the parking lot. There's two white guys, then there's a black guy that out of nowhere just starts walking behind us I'm like okay and I've got on my starter pullover it's, it's a Bulls pullover it's got big red you know Chicago Bulls logo on the back um, all the, these three guys they're all wearing blue oh shit I'm like um hmm okay so <laughs> we get to the car he pops open he, he pops open the trunk and he's got probably six amplifiers, four CD player head units, and a couple of subwoofers in the trunk of his car. So now I'm really getting. Now Spider Sense is really sort of going off. So Jeff and this guy are talking shop now because Jeff sees all this stuff. And I'm standing by my other friend Clayton. And we're just standing there, and Jeff tells the guy, turn on your stereo. You know, I, I just want, want to hear what it sounds like. Um, guy turns it on, and he happens to have on Snoop. And um, that first single he had, What's My Name, is on. Mm-hmm. So that's on, and I'm standing by Clayton. And and Clayton wasn't doing anything. He was just sort of bobbing his head, you know, just a, just a slight sort of bobbing his head to the song. The black guy jumps up in his face. He's like, you don't fucking dance to this cracker. Only me and this nigga know, know how to dance to this shit, right? And he's pointing at me, and I'm looking like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> I just said, yeah. And so then he goes, he goes you got to dance like this, motherfucker. And he starts dancing, and he's twirling around. We're in a parking lot, folks. <laughs> We're in a parking lot. There are cars going up and down you know trying to park so he goes spinning out into the ground in into the into the you know the road there 
car almost hits him. Oh shit! Because he's dancing around like, like a fucking maniac, and then he comes back and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And I just look at him like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so so Jeff pays for this thing, and then uh, uh, other friend who was there who uh, drove us up there because we didn't even have a driver's license yet, I don't think. Yeah, right. it was not 93. Yeah, we didn't have our driver's license yet. Or maybe just per, uh, the, uh, you know, per- the permit. The permit, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we're standing there and then the guy that drove us stupidly says, well, hey, I, I need a new amplifier. Let me buy an amplifier uh... from you. So then he whips out his wallet and he's got all cash and a bunch of 20s and I'm just like oh god oh god <laughs> so so they he, he buys an amp and in the meantime the black guy is watching the the front of the mall now because two other dudes two other black guys in red start walking in he's like hey who's that and he starts like walking over there I'm like oh shit <laughs> so so we pay pay for the shit like, okay, we're going to go. Instead of doing what I said and going back in the mall and just chilling for a minute, everyone says, no, let's just go back to the car and get out of here. So we start going back to the car. My spider sense is still going off because they have, you know, he shut the trunk. They all got in their car. We're walking through the parking lot instead of walking through the mall. Like I said, we're walking through the parking lot to get back to our car and as we're walking I turn around and the black dude's behind us he's you know pretty far back but he's behind us so so we get in the car and we're starting it up then the other two white guys pull up behind us (laughs) and now they're, they're they're parked in such a way where we can't back up black guy comes to the I'm sitting in the back passenger seat Clayton's in the front passenger seat he comes walking up and he knocks on the window on Clayton's window he's like yeah I'm gonna need the stuff back and all the money in your wallets and we all just kind of sat there and looked at each other and then he came to my window and knocked on it and I stupidly rolled it down He's like, I'm not motherfucking playing. I want the shit back. And then, standing in front of me, he lifts up his shirt and grabs the, you know, end of his gun. And we're still just frozen. And everyone starts sort of reaching for the amp and the head unit and stuff. And then the the uh, other two dudes in the car is like, that he tells the guy, you know, leave, leave him alone. Let's just go. Just let's go so he's so the black guy's like I was just fucking with you guys have a good night slaps the back of the car gets in his car oh, and takes off oh, and that ladies and gentlemen is the first time I ever saw a handgun ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man shit your first the first time you saw a gun is very very <laughs> different from the first time I saw a gun which I talked about in the um I, I get was that I guess that was an eighteen. Yeah, was that was an eighteen. The guy in the arcade. That yeah. was an eighteen. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't have any personal. That didn't have anything to do with that. I just walked away and you know got the hell out of there. But you more of the story, kids. Don't buy stuff that you see. It, you know, advertising a new newspaper when they say meet at the mall and then change or, the mall venue. 
or these days uh, Craigslist. Or yeah, Craigslist. Yeah, just stay away from Craigslist. Yeah. Nothing but, nothing but molesters and rapists on Craigslist. Ah, oh, shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I bet you guys dropped that G shit pretty quick or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I took my starter jacket off the rest of the way home. I, I, I mean, after it was over and they drove off, and then we drove off the opposite direction, we laughed about it and we thought it was funny and we thought we were pretty damn cool that we survived, but yeah. 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 Don't want to do that again. Yeah. You know, I want to. Well, <laughs> but that was our first gang experience. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I want to say. I mean, my gang experience was nothing like that. But just to kind of roll it back a little bit, when you were talking about how you guys were, you know, you're dressing a certain way and they changing the handbook, or whatever, saying you guys are acting like thugs or whatever, and you guys were kind of like, you know kind of kind of feeling yourselves because of it you know see i was the other way around um because i lived in new city you know and i mean you see it, it was a nice place you know but it it just depends you know because new city itself is kind of like a small st louis you know just depending mm-hmm. on it, you know in and of itself you just like certain you, you know certain part of, of here you don't want any part of you know on pennsylvania avenue corbett all those areas over there you know you don't you don't want to be back there you know even though i had friends who lived back there you know and you know, whatever, but, you know, just always kind of watch yourself, always be careful where you are, you know, the, the, the moral of the story is you can get your ass whooped anywhere, so, you know, just always kind of be careful, but, you know, I grew up kind of around that, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't, just, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, in other parts of the city, it was a whole lot worse, but, you know, it, I, I grew up around that element where, you know, people were, you know, influenced by, were really enticed by you know the whole gang the, the whole uh gang lifestyle you know some people were just posturing you know kind of kind of fronting kind of faking the funk like some busters and other people were actually into that shit you and sometimes you didn't know who you know who or what you know mm-hmm. so my thing i always i always kind of try to stay away from that you know and i just you know I, it was funny i was talking to one of my co-workers who you know, i knew, actually knew from back then you know i um you know, he went to the same school and everything. Uh, this guy Rodney, I work with, and sometimes we talk about the old days. You know, just people. You know, hey, have you seen this person in a while? You know, oh, hey, you know, I ran into this person. I ain't seen. I haven't thought about this guy in I don't know how long. You know, um, but he was telling me about some guy. You know, one guy who was a buddy of mine. You know, and then you know, again, we moved away in ninety in in ninety four. So by then, you know, I some some of these people I wasn't. You know, I was kind of disconnected from. You know, so and hadn't seen in years. You know, so I'm like, oh yeah, you know that dude. He was. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm, eh, just for just 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 to protect the innocent. I'm not gonna mention names or what set they were from. But you know, it was like, yeah, you know that person. He was a crip. You know, and he's. You know, a lot of people end up being in that shit. You know, and if for nothing more than it was just something to do. You know. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was. It was crazy. You know. So I always kind of veered away from that. And so in the fashion where you're talking about. I always liked some of the stuff that they were doing. I mean, you know, and watching like, you know, G-Funk videos and whatnot. But my stylings always leaned a little more East Coast. Um, you know, I did the, the Tims and the big jeans and I had the cats with the with the bent brims and, you know, shit like that. Because, um, yeah. I mean, it still kind of maintained that, you know, that, that feel of the times. But, 
you know, to seem like, you know, it was edgy without being gangster, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm not or I'm, I'm not going to go out anywhere with, with certain colors on or, you know, a hat turned a certain way and get my ass whipped, you know? Yeah. You know And I mean? that's that's sort of where um, I was, too. I, I didn't go. I I was more, well, I, I listened to more East Coast, so I was more influenced yeah, so did I. by the East Coast. Definitely. But, you know, it seemed, the 90s is really when sort of gangs became glamorized. Mm-hmm. Which, I, I mean, they've been around forever. They're still around now. But in the 90s is when you had, um, you had that one collaboration song with everyone to get out of the gangs. What was the name of that song? Oh, all in the same uh, gang. Yeah, we're all in the same gang. That that was anti-gang. But then the gangs themselves, or at least people who said they were in the gangs themselves, put out yeah, an album, bang, Bloods vs. Crips, on Banging on Wax. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and there, there was at least four volumes of those. Mm-hmm. You know, because it started out, it would be Bloods on one side, Crips on, on side B, like the first two or three. Then the fourth one was actually two separate cassettes. There was one right. that was all red, kind yeah, of like the jewel case tape. was dyed. Yeah, yeah, and, and the tape itself was red, and that, that was the Bloods. And then there was the all blue one and blue tape. That was the Crips, right? You know. So I think it was became more glamorized in the nineties. Mm-hmm. That's gone away. I think a lot. I mean, it's more. Oh yeah, definitely. It's more drug dealers now than. Or at least it was in, in the early 2000s. It was more about drug dealers than it was about right. gangs. Right, more about hustling. You know, what I'm saying they really yeah. cracked. Down. I mean, not that it's not that it isn't still here. It is, but you know, I just remember there being a whole lot more incidents like that back then. You even had you know a very small amount, but you still had some you know vice lords from Chicago who came down here and tried to set up shop. You know, yeah. But um, yeah, large crib presence. You know, blood too. But mostly, yeah. mostly crypt. But then you know, yeah, certain crypt sets, whatever. Who you know, were feeding yeah. each other. You know, it was I mean, the whole thing was weird. You know, so I just tried to stay, my course. You know, just try to stay away from a lot of that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, and, and that, actually, you know, it. it well, well, go ahead. It, real quick, I was just saying. And actually, what I realized, I gained a whole lot more respect from people back then for that. You know, just mm-hmm. for kind of just you know, uh, you know, even people who who who, who claim to be or or were. You know, kind of in that they're like, "Nah, you're doing right." You know, just you know, you don't want to be. It, 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 this this ain't for everybody. You know, you don't want to be. You, you don't. It, it, what, what was the What was the dude's name? He was older too. He was talking. He, um, I don't remember his name. Not that I, should, I probably shouldn't say his name anyway, because no. probably doesn't shit. But you know, he would just say, "You know, you got potential to go far, brother." You know, you don't. You know. You know, don't 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 do what I do, man. Don't do what these knucklehead niggas out here is doing. You know, so I, I I gained a whole lot of respect from you know some of these same people just by you know staying away from that shit. You know, but um, yeah, to me it was always. I mean, it it I don't know. And I and I I I heard about there was a guy who was killed over summer break. Um, there was another dude who um he was they were playing like Russian roulette. In, the, in an alley and then you know got shot himself to death I mean these aren't people that I knew personally but I mean these are people who were in our school you know what I mean 
Mm-hmm. And it's just the crazy shit. And meanwhile, there's all this music in these movies, you know, this medicine society, all this stuff is out. And uh, I, it was just crazy how just how much shit was like in the media and in, in the news, but then in popular movies and music and stuff like that. But then, and then you had people who, you know, right there in our school were either in that shit or, you know, claiming to be or wanting to be in it you know and I just it just never made any sense to me it's like it never seemed like any good to me yeah you know but uh but you know I listened to music and I got my enjoyment out of that that's about as much as far as it went for me yeah me too yeah but but oh uh, go ahead no go, go ahead man oh well you know but I just want to contrast that to okay when we move to um to Creed Core okay like I said um, totally different student body, you know, different. I mean, um, and what I noticed then at that point was like, it was kind of hard to find. Well, one, you know, we'd, uh, we, we lived in U city for so long and, you know, before, and before that we had moved around so much, never really put down roots anywhere. U city was kind of where it kind of begins for me as far as like, you know, where I define, like, just like I was talking about in, um, in episode uh, 18 where I was talking about uh, just kind of where all most of those uh, childhood memories about running through the neighborhood and just you know playing outside and all that's where it kind of that, that, that's where it kind of begins for me and that's one of the reasons why but then um, then we get out there so one I mean you know, a lot of changes happening you know my mother remarries got a new stepdad you know got um, little sister on the way who's yeah she just turned 18 man love her to death but you know, and then, and then we're living in a totally different area, and I'm only able to communicate through these people by phone anymore. You know, I don't get to see these people, you know, on a regular basis. You know, my best friends, you know, for the last, you know, five six years. Yeah, you know? again, this is before so, Facebook and before texting. Yeah, you know, and so I'm having to make new friends, and you know, kind of. And, and like I said, these people don't like, for the most part, don't like rap. And, you know, that's okay. Well, that's my common bond with so many people. So, okay, that's gone. And you guys are pissing me off to where I don't even want to hear your, 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 your rock music anymore. So I'm done with that. Um, but so I kind of I kind of jumped around into a lot of different um, circles, honestly. I mean, I knew I knew more nerdier guys, like like the dude with the fog machine in the PlayStation party, you know. <laughs> like the, okay. I knew um, I hung with, you know... Um, a, a lot of a lot of my friends were Asian, you know. I knew like Indian and uh, and, and and Chinese, Korean, you know. And then I had I, for a while. I think I mentioned a couple times before. I was I was in good with like a bunch of Israeli Jews for a while, you know. And um, I never really I, I just never really got into the whole click thing, like you know. When I can only hang with the people who play sport, you know. I ran track for a couple of years. Or play sports and do this, or you know, I can only hang with. Well, as me, it's just you know, people were. I mean, if you're cool with me, I was cool with you, but the way high school caste system doesn't really work that way. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if that's changed at all today. Maybe it has. Maybe it hasn't. I would have to ask. But, um, and so I never. It, to me, I just saw it as being, you know open everybody for a lot of other people it seemed like you know well what side are you on you know and so in that way I was sort of outcast in in, in, in that sort of way and I was like mm, I mean <laughs> I'm cool with so many folks you know it ain't got you know why does it have to be like that mm-hmm. you know I think um, 
But then uh, I guess in my junior or well, it started in my sophomore year, and um, it started with like these seminars, like you would meet up on weekends, and then uh, into your junior and senior year. Um, in my junior year, uh, well, no, 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 the uh, the uh, summer between junior and senior year, I actually took classes at um, you know on college campus. You actually earned college credit doing this, you know, in the math and in the English class, and then going to these seminars or whatever but it was it was called inroads and it's this uh program for uh minority youth getting into a uh, business and um you know computer fields you know trying to land internships and whatnot and when i say minority youth i don't know what just mean black i mean everybody you know asian in, in native american whoever you know whoever signed yeah. up for this and i thought you know i did that just because you know sophomore year actually was one of my best years that i had in terms of um uh, just you know grades and balance that with like the sports you know I ran my best year in track that I ever had you know I was still I was still doing karate classes back then I just had a lot going on but and I started I took up uh, I, I I got into inroads you know and I was doing that you know uh, which wasn't part of school it was you know it was uh, something totally different but I related to those to, to that group of people that I was with you know there's um, a whole lot more than I ever did to anybody in my uh, in my high school. Honestly, I still know some. Still speak to some of those people today. Yeah, yeah. But then also, like I was saying before, you know, one of the bases behind me moving to live with my dad is just because you know I just I, ah, that's the element. I just didn't like it. I didn't like being out there. I just didn't never really felt at home there. Didn't really like my peers, you know, for the most part. And. <laughs> Uh, and so I went to live with my dad and, you know, he's, I didn't want to change schools, but I got this kind of a happy medium. At least I can be in the city. At least that's not, I can just hop on the Metro link. I can go hang out with some of these people, you know, like, Hey, you want to meet over at, you know, vintage vinyl or, you know, you want to go over here, get a bite to eat and we can chill for a while, you know? So it's funny because I run into some of these people from U city and they, because I was around so much, they don't realize that I wasn't in school anymore. So like, hey, you coming to the reunion? I'm like, I, <laughs> I, I didn't go to school. I didn't graduate with you guys. Like, Wait, you, what? Like, yeah, I remember I was like, oh yeah, I guess not, you know, but you know, I was around so much. So at least there was that. So I, so there was that and you know, people from inroads, but yeah, high school to me, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I've never been, I don't own a yearbook. I've never been to my high school reunion. None of those. Not that you need those anyway these days. I mean, I'm not on Facebook, but you know, to me, the reunion thing is kind of uh, it's kind of passe now that you have Facebook. I mean, you can find all these people in, in anytime you want to. But um, you know, I never been to any of those. You know, just because honestly, and no offense to any people out there, I don't really give a damn about most of them. <laughs> the people I, the people I talk to, or the ones that you know, everybody else. You know, it's just hey, if I see you, hey, say hello. You know, whatever. But that's really about it um yeah and so um i think one of the uh and it's probably cliche to some to 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 an extent but uh it was my sophomore sophomore junior year we read catcher in the rye by uh did you read that no Uh okay because that book dealt i that book hit me and i'm like yes this, you know, J.D. Salinger, the author, he knows exactly what I'm talking about because he's exactly what I'm going through because it's about, you know, I can relate to Holden Caulfield in a way because he is, you know, looking at everybody and, you know, everybody wants him to just kind of play the game and, you know, do this and, you know, he wants to be his own man, you know, sees everybody around him as phony 
but at the same time he's struggling with trying to you know trying to be his own man so he finds himself you know emulating other people more than he would like to believe or like to admit to himself and that's exactly i mean that's that's that that was that was me and i'm sure a lot of other people right there in a nutshell it's like yeah you know i'm i don't really give a damn about what he's most people talking about but at the same time you know i don't want to be i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be the outcast you know so you kind of play the game a little bit you compromise a little bit of yourself you know it's just to if, if not to fit in just at least not to stand not to be marked out as 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 as, as, as odd you know right so yeah i struggle with that that book hit me and i'm like yes there it is you know so i i read that book again i you know uh picked it up from the library after we told with the in an english class i read it again you know and just kept just like yeah this is that's it you know and so like i said back to these people in inroads you know i just um it just, i don't know maybe just because we were all there for the same reason but it just seems like a whole crowd is really motivated really you know intellectual cats who just you know like to just chill and do and hang around and just just kind of I mean, it is just so different from the people I actually went to school with. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't date anybody who actually went to my school. Everybody <laughs> was from like people I met from like uh, from Inroads or from you know or, or who I met uh, you know other you know from uh, through like friends of other friends in U City. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. uh and that was me. I mean, just as, as far as like school went, you know. Other than that, I mean, um, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want <laughs> high school I went to was um, maybe about like I want to say maybe about like twenty percent black, if that, you know. So, um, and and then that was another issue I had at that particular school, whereas. Um, Okay, they see me. They know that I'm not. I'm not on the bus. I'm not riding the city bus. I'm not. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't mention that. Um, where I was living with my daddy, he lived in the city, but there was no bus because um, that school didn't actually serve that neighborhood. You know. So what we did when I moved, they just kept my mom's address on file, but I was really living with my dad. And so I'd be catching the city bus across town to actually go to school. Now I'm not riding the city school bus to and from school you know what i'm saying so they see me there they're like okay they know i'm not riding the bus with them okay he ain't from the city he's one of these county brownies you know but i was like well you know what i'm more like you getting than than you even realize you know but you didn't <laughs> want to take the chance to you, you didn't want to it, it was too much of an inconvenience to you to actually at, you talk to me and actually get to know me you just assume that you know i'm, I'm one thing when i'm not you know and it's just right so I, I dealt with that but then at the same time you know i dealt with a lot of these people from out there who you know they knew where i came from or you know just assumed okay you know he's black or whatever he's gonna you know didn't want anything to do with me so it's i i dealt with that a lot so like i said i got in where i i i got in where i could you know so i had i had friends in all different pockets of school but at the same time i never really belonged to any one group so right yeah yeah, sorry, that was kind of long-winded, man. You guys listen oh, okay. to uh, me talk for a while, but um, and with I mean, with that being said, I wouldn't change anything about it. I loved it, you know. That's you know, kind of makes me who I am today. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, definitely, I agree. You know, I got friends from all different. You know, I always have, really, honestly. 
always have, you know, friends of all different races, all different walks of life, whatever, man. You know, I don't care about any, any of that shit. You know, people all different interests. I can you can learn so much from people who are different from you, you know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh Anyway. Yeah, man. Looks like we're getting close to time here. Is there anything else we wanna touch on? About growing up in the nineties? Uh or growing up period. Period? Um Hmm. You see we talked about music, we talked about uh the internet or lack thereof. <laughs> we talked about um uh television, which um God man. But I, I oh you know what? I don't want to talk about that in particular because that would we can do a whole other episode about uh so the nineties T V that we didn't touch on back in our uh, episode seven. Yeah, I I left know. some stuff out that I want to actually like Fox on sun- Sunday nights. Sunday oh, Night Fox yeah. is gonna have to be its own show. Oh hell yeah. Definitely. But uh if there's nothing else, let's go ahead and uh, close it out for the for the evening. Alright. Or the day whenever you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh So yeah. episode twenty. Episode twenty can. we made it. We made it, and stay tuned for our anniversary show, where who the hell knows what we're going to (laughs) do. We don't even know what we're going to do at this point. No. (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) Nah, uh, it'd be good. It'd be alright. But, uh, like I said, stay tuned for our new shows coming up. Uh, I'm Minnie the Fool is already out for this month. Go and check it out when we uh, went to to Wizard World Comic Con here oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, hey, and then more shouts out to uh, Mel Weezy and the Geekly Podcast. Um, number one, hey, go check their their show out, um, geeklypodcast.blogspot.com, I believe, is that what it is? Yeah. And they've, you know, they've got another episode where they talk about um, their own, uh, you know, Wizard World experiences there. You know? Yeah, and they got so, a lot more in-depth than us because they got interviews with people. We Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So check them out, but also shouts out to them because they uh they retweeted us, you know that episode, you know, kind of put it out there for you guys. And uh, I noticed um I noticed Mel Weezy uh he he uh, follows us on Facebook also. Yeah. And um yeah, so he's you know said some kind words about the episode. So thanks for that. Thanks for that, and definitely looking still looking forward to um to to working with you guys on like you know stop a crossover episode um some you know. Uh, pretty soon here, you know, while we, you know, let's just try to hash out some stuff over here before we do yeah, that. Yeah, once but, we uh, get yeah. our, our house in order. Hell yeah. Yeah, but uh, also... And, uh, oh, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Oh, no, I just wanted to throw some more shouts out to uh, our man Retro Joe. You know, just happened to uh, be, you know, speaking to him at random on uh, Twitter the other day. And, um... You know, again, more. Oh, he's been, been a supporter since since the beginning, man. I think he's one of the first uh, Twitter followers that we had. Definitely one of the first we had from, uh, or the first we had uh, in the UK. So, um, but you know, he went and retweeted a bunch of stuff for us. And you know, he's like, you know, anytime we need, you, you know, you need me to uh, to help promote, you know, let me know. And uh, 
Yeah, you know, so I mean, just you know, uh, I, I can't think of enough, man. Because again, so many of our of our gaming uh, followers and our our British followers came came from that guy. So yes, yes, big ups. Thank you. So, um, let's see. What else we got? We got, uh, of course, our Twitter is at DeathCakesPod. Yep. Um, our Facebook page is DeathCakesPodcast, um, which may be changing. As I said, we're cleaning house and moving some stuff around. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but be on now you can find us right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, you can get our shows at deathcakespod.podomatic.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, find us on Instagram at deathcakespod. Um, what am I leaving out? Um, our individual Twitters, like oh know, yeah, um, yeah. I am uh, at Ilrockski. He and is I'm, at yeah, I'm Gayru at seventy-eight. Yep. Though 90% of the time. I'm tweeting from the Death Cakes account rather than my own. <laughs> so, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah most of the, the tweets you see are me. <laughs> yeah, on occasion it'll be me, and well, most times I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll usually say as much if, it, if it's me, but usually it's Jay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, other than that, oh, also check out our sponsor at audible.com. Yes. Go to audibletrial.com backslash deathcakes, and we need you guys to go and check that out. Sign up for your free trial. Get your free your free audiobook that's yours to keep forever. Yes. And, and your 30-day trial of the service Yeah, your 30-day trial. If you don't like it, you, you can uh, quit before or the 30 days is up, and you won't have to pay any money. You still yep, get that you, audiobook to keep for free. Yeah, the but, book is still yours. Yeah, but you'll definitely want to stay because they have a lot of great stuff there. And when you sign up, that helps us here at No Jibba Jabba FM. Ha <laughs> ha! You got used to saying that now, huh? Yeah, especially now because we we got we got bandwidth to pay for. <laughs> so so do us a solid and at least check them out. Try the the free trial if you like it. Great if you don't. You're still helping us, but uh, I know you'll like it. So, uh, other than that, just uh, keep an eye on Twitter and fa- Facebook as we make these changes, and I will give out that new URL once we have our main hub set up. Yes, sir, and also keep your eye on this feed. Um, probably within a couple days of this episode going up, you'll get the uh, first two episodes of Keepers of the Funk right here and then um yeah we will let you know when that's when, when that gets spun off onto its own feed same thing with uh, I Made the Fool yeah so stay tuned for all of that folks and in the words of our mentor keep your body clean bad hygiene just ain't cool bathe or shower every day no one loves a smelly fool <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, folks. (laughs) We'll check you later. All right, see ya.